Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back once again to a fabulous episode of Stories Around Azeroth. With myself, as always, Pete, Titans Creed, Nethercote. Joining me, however, is not one Mr. Frasley. We have a guest, because while the gnome is away, we still must play some World of Warcraft. Joining me this week is uh, a good friend. Uh, someone I've known through the Blue Recruits, which he joined a long time ago, and uh, part of the Dragon Powered Studios Discord. And uh, it's a name that you will remember from when we did our classic episode. It is Mr. Acid Tears. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking me to fill in for Frasley. I understand they are big shoes, which may be confusing for those who just know him as a gnome, but he is notoriously large for a gnome. So. He's very well, large. Hopefully I can fill that in. Yes. He's a very large man. Um, it is absolutely uh, a wonder and a pleasure for you to be able to join me. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we did miss last week due to some real life stuff on my end, even though Michael was going to join us there as well. But, as always, thank you very much for joining us and I hope you're ready to talk about some Warcraft stuff. We are in a little bit of a lull right now while we're waiting for 8.3 to be with us. In about, mm -hmm. I'd say, in a, probably in about a month's time, maybe about three weeks. I wish it was it? sooner. I think we all do, but I think uh, Blizzard releasing something pre-Christmas is never going to end well. Mm -hmm. Are you looking forward Just... to it, though? Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to having something new to do. Uh, I haven't been... I'm not caught up with pretty much anything in regards to collecting essences and all that i've kind of taken a back seat within the last patch so i did all the story stuff and i'm primarily focused right now on just uh alts that's it focusing on alts and classic I, I get that classic not so much alts definitely on my end as well um i went through this massive spat of leveling loads of characters and i still want to level a horde one uh because uh, I want to at least try and get the mounts from Alterac Valley of Ye Old because I haven't done that yet. And uh, because I'm on EU, doing it on Horde is the easiest way to do it. So I'm sure I've got a character somewhere that I can abuse the leveling system with. <laughs> it's really good. Have you done anything in the world of Warcraft this week, my friend? Um, maybe not this week, but I guess since we missed last week, yeah. I could talk about the week before, because the week before, I made a pretty big push for the PvP, um, Battle Ram mount. Yep. In, what is it, um... Alterac Valley? Yeah, Alterac Valley. I made a big push of that, because I was leveling my Dark Iron Dwarf, trying to get the Heritage Armor and all that, and he's a Fury Warrior, so I got to, I think, about... I think it was 110 or so and i started doing the pvp which was an absolutely horrible experience yeah. um after a while i was just banging my head against the wall and was like i'm literally just here to get however many honorable kills i need to get or fill up that bar and i got from 110 to 120 in just a few hours of playtime, which was not that bad overall but yeah, the content bad. that i was doing for those few hours was not very pleasant um, yeah, I wasn't enjoying it all that much, um, but I think we won two games out of the total amount that I had to play in order to fill up that entire bar. So I think That's that was too bad. It's just the time investment. That I was guess, more than really. ten. That was more than ten games. I think I played, 
how long, get how long on average was a game of all uh, of all track rally? What is it? 15, 20 minutes or so. Oh, that's not horrible. I've heard of uh, I've heard of uh, time walking all track rally last anywhere in the range of like forty minutes plus, which reminds me a lot of classic Alterac Valley, although those games lasted anywhere up to a week plus sometimes. So I think I had a few of those, but not too many. Not enough where I was like, oh my god, I hope I never... I'm just going to call it at the one game. Oh, no, yeah. so I finished that. I haven't dived into the raid stuff yet for the... What is it? The Obsidian World Breaker Mount? Is that oh, what it's called? right. Yeah, yeah, those ones. Ah, that's an experience, I tell you. Have you... Um, <laughs> having done it, Having done all of those fights when they were content and going back to them now, it's a bit of a letdown. Um, mm. But then I guess it's meant to be quite meme because of how Chromie speaks and things. Like, considering the whole question is like how things really happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bit of a laugh. Definitely worth doing with friends. Have um, you- I'm definitely going to do it. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. I presume that means that you haven't had a chance to uh, take part in Time Walking's Firelands since that's just opened this reset? Um, no, I haven't. So I really have no idea what's going on with uh, guild activity within the guild that I'm in. Um, I kind of took a backseat a few months back when I was I was raiding, but then my work schedule kind of shifted and now yeah. I'm doing two jobs so I can't really make the raid time so i have no idea what's going on so i haven't been able to do any of the time walking raid um it's definitely fun um as uh it's it's odd because the time walking scaling makes you feel like you're you're back in the instance again Mm -hmm. but because it's only normal difficulty no one really gives a damn Mm mm-hmm but it's also uh, the scaling as well. It's... Uh, not. How does it compare to the... Because I did the... um, What is it? The BC, the Burning Crusade for Black, Black Temple. Temple. I did yep. that one. Yeah. So Black Temple's fine because there was only one difficulty. All Dewar was okay, although there were hard modes you could do, but they were relatively squashy anyway. So Firelands mm. is really the only one that's come out which has had the multiple difficulties that are available, and therefore that's why it's only normal. Mm-hmm. But really, the only fight that is an issue is Ryolith. And that's only because there's so much native cleave now compared to single target. So mm-hmm. a good example is, uh, as a demon hunter, um, everything I do just melts like hits everything so i'm like the least useful thing so i have to spend all of my time on the ads and uh, you know it's (laughs) it's very weird um because the game mechanics have just changed so much in like the 10 Mm -hmm. years that it just becomes such a different game when you look back at the old stuff that's cool that's cool i i will get around to it maybe not the time walking for firelands in its entirety but i am going to try to get them out this is my last week of school. I'm working at it before I go on break. So I'm going to be doing all the catch-up stuff during break, hopefully. Makes sense, makes sense. Uh, I've got... I've In my new job that I've started... Well, not new job, but they've changed me from nights into days. So it's mm-hmm. completely destroyed any sort of semblance of stream schedule I had. And I've now got to redo <laughs> it. 
but it does mean I have two days off in a row. So okay. I kind of can put some time in to try and get stuff done. Like, I really just want to get the Autoract Valley Mounts. If I can get those out of the way, we'll be fine. My camera is blinking mm -hmm. because that's always brilliantly fun. Um, yeah. Anything else you managed to do? Well, you did say you were leveling alts. You said you did one in Autoract Valley. Uh, are you aiming for heritage armors or are you just leveling it for... Class. I'm going for I'm going for heritage armors for the most part, but I am trying different classes as I go through. So like I said, I just got the Dark Iron Dwarf heritage armor. Um but that's a warrior. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out what I want to do next. I do I'm torn between like a worgen or a Coltiran. I want to figure out which one I want to do. I've so got, I uh, on alliance side I've literally only got the classes that I need heritage armor for. Uh on horde side I've got so much to do. Um, I haven't even touched the Horde side because I just... I don't know about you, but I don't have any max level Horde characters. And I haven't done any rep grind for any of those. So just imagining the the rep grind to get, like... What is it? Do you do you have to get the rep grind for flying on that side? Uh, you only have to do it on one faction. Uh, because okay, it's a but even still, just like now you gotta... I'd have to get the stuff for all the allied races yeah so and i don't feel like doing that <laughs> so back yeah no that's understandable so back in legion um back in <laughs> legion i made a, a, de a demon hunter because they're, they're mm -hmm. they start at level 100 easy enough did that did the rep grind for well you didn't need to do the rep grind because for high mountain and nightborn because you uh, had those reps available to you on, on your alliance characters mm -hmm. as well it just a lot unlocked um account wide so that was fine but um i've uh, i've got a horde demon hunter and i've got my which is a blood elf so i've obviously got blood elf heritage on that character done as well which is a very cool quest line uh if mm -hmm. you in any way like the lore of the past like the blood elves that heritage armor quest line is so very good um cool. i've got a nightborn mage because why not um at level 120 as well uh fun mages are not fun to play uh i really <laughs> really do not like caster gameplay in wow it's it's sucky in a single player mode raiding brilliant parties brilliant single player gameplay it's not fun um but yeah there's that i've got loads of stuff like i've got a, like a normal tauren paladin but I really cannot be bothered to level it. It's at 110 and everything else. It's just, I cannot be bothered. But then I've made a character for every everything which has an allied race at the moment. And I'm still working on Volpira Rep Horde side. Got a couple of weeks. Oh, to get that, that, that comes at 8.3, right? The, uh, uh, so, yeah, the Volpira and the Mechanomes are available 8.3, as well as the okay. Goblin and the Wurgen Heritage Armors. Okay, so I still have some time for that one. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, like it matters. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, let's be fair. I mean, between, I mean, the wide the wide spectrum for when Shadowlands releases is going to be anywhere between August and I've, I've seen people say December. So. Yeah, I saw that too, where people are wondering, given the current cycle that we have and the state of things that they see for Shadowlands, uh, it seems like it might be. A little bit further than the first thought of summertime. 
Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's very obvious that the game's in Friends and Family Alpha. Uh, I think the build that they they have is better, is further along than the one they have at BlizzCon. Normally, that's how these cycles go. Mm-hmm. Uh, they normally because it was a very localized alpha as well, just to literally the starting zone of Shadowlands. So I'm imagining friends and family alpha now, uh, and I'm imagining closed beta will probably start going out to influencers pretty much after the mythic race is done, mm. so that they keep everybody focused on that. Because y- you know how people go, it's like oh, mythic Nazoff has been beaten, the game is over until the next expansion. So, yeah. uh, we'll have that. What I'm interested to see is if they'll keep it as a closed beta, as tight as what Classic WoW was, because there was a lot of FOMO around Classic WoW. There was a lot of... I hate that abbreviation, but it, it works very well for what I mean. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I tell you what, I've learned so many new youth words or that what people use these days. It's It's insane. Um, I work at a school, so yes. I'm surrounded by it daily. Yes, uh, I, I assume it is not very peng. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm imagining that they might keep Shadowlands very close beta to influencers and keep the hype rolling. So you'll have your Asmongolds, you have your Talies and Evertels, you have your Nobles, you have your Fat Boss, you have your Preach, you have your Bellular. They'll all be in there. They'll all get to check things, and then you'll have just uh, just that wide range of people that mm-hmm. might get in. So it'll be interesting to see how it is. I think to keep the hype for Shadowlands, they will keep it very tight um, because it worked very well for Classic WoW. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just a feeling. What do you think? I don't know. Classic WoW, I feel, it was kind of its own beast of a thing where it was almost yeah. like um, they didn't do a lot of marketing on their end. It was mainly the true. influencers that were doing the marketing for them. So why spend a bunch of money doing marketing when everyone will do it for you? So give those people access so they can kind of boost your numbers without you having to do too much work. You're not wrong. Um, but if you look, I mean, expansion uh advertising is very very expensive for what they mm-hmm. do with like the art jobs the big statues in china and places like that and all the going out venues if they might just i think what a lot of people are expecting is blizzard to take a lot f- from how classic wow has worked in mm-hmm. terms of the gameplay and the character builds they might take something from the advertising loop as well Maybe. I think we're already, like, we're not quite there yet in the show, but we're going to talk about it probably later, are the influences that we're already seeing. Yeah. um, Classic make on modern WoW in terms of classes and things like that for Shadowlands. Yeah, there's been a lot about that just coming. Not so much. Um, There's not really been a lot of WoW in the news this week. It's all very much 8.3 data mining, lots more Mm -hmm. reforged data mining. It's not really Which a lot 8 to point, touch on, I think. Except that, like, 8.3 is, like, it's been changing constantly from what I'm seeing. Like, just whatever feedback they're getting, they're, they seem to actually be taking it and trying to do... It seems like they're actually trying to implement changes. It, it does. The problem is, and Preach did a very good video on this quite recently. Which, I think it was about a week ago. Which I've ago. watched. 
the the <laughs> biggest problem that 8.3 is going to have is the fact that it's labored by 8.2 and the essence system mm-hmm. it, it which was... is um he spoke about it which was exactly the situation i'm in where i'm at the point where i don't know if i want to use my paladin or if i want to use my new fury warrior to move forward and i don't know i don't have any essences or anything like that and i don't want to have to do all that extra stuff to get a piece of gear or something for my gear in order to do all the new things so it is a bit of a hindrance but i am wondering how much of that is going to affect a more casual player like myself versus a raider because preach obviously comes from a high-end rating perspective so i while i love his content i can't always um be like oh well that's going to affect me because some of it won't affect me at all i I agree. I think a large part of what Preach did in that video, though, is he looks at it because because of how he is in that Mythic Raiding Guild, he has to have alts that are ready, which mm-hmm. means that he has to go for those essences. And it's an absolute slog. Um, I think we mentioned with Frasley, because Frasley doesn't look at it from a raiding perspective either, or alt perspective, or anything like that. Like, the 14... 14? Is it max level alts I have? They only have the uh the base essence like it's only my mm-hmm. main character that has all of the essences and i don't even have them at rank four like i've got i think i've got like three four maybe five at rank four and that's only aren't some of the rank fours like random drops of some sort or something there, like that? there are two that are linked to the paragon boxes there mm-hmm. is there's i think um there's at least two that you can buy there's uh the island one is actually random as well the rank four one is a random drop off completing the weekly there are quite a few random ones there are quite a few specific ones which are quite easy to farm out well i say easy time induced to farm out but i have like three essences total <laughs> uh, maybe a little bit more maybe i'm underselling myself there a bit but i didn't um i remember when the essences first came out and it was like day one and you were like hey i already got like four of them and I was like, I don't even know where to get them. Like, I got I mean, the one that you get by default. <laughs> I mean, a, a large a large part of it was having extra free time because I was between jobs at the time. So I had time to farm that thing out. It's not something that everybody can do. And when 8.3 rolls around, unless I take mm-hmm. uh, like a week off for the patch launch or some time off on patch launch to actually look at everything, I'm not going to be at that same point. I'm just going to mm-hmm. have to put time in when I can to get on top of everything again. And but, then Reforged is going to be out by then, so you're going to be playing Warcraft 3 RTS all day long, right? Uh, I'll probably give it a go. Um, <laughs> I, actually, I did actually want to try and get um, like the, the beta like multiplayer going with a few people and just like play, some, play with some people I know. So at least um, a quick thing on that before you go ahead and do that, because I have beta... And as far as I can tell, at least the last time I checked, you're not able to do custom game. No. Uh, you have to do just like the random finder, yes. so you won't be able to just get a group together. And which is because I wanted to play with why... Marty too. Exactly. It's kind. It's kind of why I've held off on it. Because I mean, I'm not a big RTS master, but I did always like to dabble in some uh, Warcraft three nonsense every now and again. Mm-hmm. But there's no ladder system right now, so you're just kind of thrown into the fire of who knows who you're going to go up against at least when you play like starcraft 2 if you go in there right now if you're bronze you're going to play against bronze 
Yeah, but there was no real ladder system because you've got to really look at it when StarCraft 2 was in beta as well and it had the same problem. Like, the ladder wasn't implemented until, well, for quite a while into the beta, I believe. Uh, so I didn't play the beta because I built my PC, my first PC, uh... right when StarCraft 2 was about to release so that I could play StarCraft 2, but mainly for campaign, not for multiplayer. That's fair enough. It's, it's going to be interesting. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that they've put in there. I mean, what are your what are your thoughts on the Warcraft Three Reforged models? Do you think they look too realistic and away from the design, or do you kind of like what they've done? I like what they've done. Um, I think they've enhanced certain things and they've kind of given it a more realistic look. And the way I look at it is this: is that if you don't like it, then don't use them. Most likely, if you're one of those people that are like, "Oh, I prefer the old models more," then you have the old game. Nice and you probably still have access to it and play it actively. Um, for me personally, I think it looks absolutely wonderful. I love the way that it looks. And when it gets to the point where there's so many things on screen and you're trying to focus on laddering, you're not going to focus on the visuals as that much anymore. Yeah. So, Like, I, I think it, it'll be, for those people who are Warcraft 3 enthusiasts, it'll probably be a little bit jarring when they first play it but i, I think mm -hmm. it, i think it's one of those things like once you get into it people will enjoy it and everything else yeah it's... warcraft 3 is confusing to me and the multiplayer spec like it's so hard to keep up with anything because i watch grubby um yeah. play quite a bit like i watch it a lot and i still can't figure out what the heck is going on half the time <laughs> uh oh, what, i'm trying to remember what the best thing to do is go and farm creeps level up go get heroes and still build up but you've got to make sure you keep your gold farm and your wood farm going <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot more micro and macro than there is i think in a starcraft 2 game because there's no leveling essentially in starcraft 2 is there um no so you don't have to worry about leveling your heroes um so you don't have to worry about like creep camps or anything like that but you also don't have to worry about upkeep which for those who aren't familiar That's if you have an army of a certain size you need they take up food and resources in order to keep them at Very a certain small. point so most pro players keep it lower at low upkeep than yeah than i would i'd have a max out army I eating forgot. away resources oh, yeah i forgot about the upkeep that's that's insane yeah <laughs> no i actually forgot about it. i did enjoy playing a lot of necromancy stuff uh mm -hmm. like the necromancers and all that the that undead was, yeah they were fun to play just, just because um, you got Death Knights and Death Quirl was really disgusting. Yeah, if you're interested, um, Grubby's Discord does have uh, builds, like build orders, and they're geared towards beginners as well. So um, I'm in that Discord, so if anybody listening is interested and you're like, I don't want to go because I have no idea what I'm doing, that could kind of be like a jump-off point. There you go, then. It's always good to see. I, I, I'm sure... Uh, is it cross realm like can is it like one big server or can i uh, play with you i think that is it typical I'm, fucking I'm, blizzard architecture again i want to say it's typical blizzard architecture but i could be wrong on that i mean even if it's even if it's just as long as it's using the overwatch architecture where you can just like jump servers and just play with who you want that'd be nice i'm not even so I'm you not, can you can do that with starcraft 2 as well where you can just switch it won't have all of your um, skins and stuff yeah it won't have all that but that's just like i mean um, i mean it's a, i mean you could do it with heroes as well 
Um, but again, you lose your skins. It's why it's why I mentioned Overwatch because Overwatch mm -hmm. is the one it's where you can jump. Completely transferable, skins. yeah. But I don't even have that installed right now, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, me neither. I uninstalled that a long time ago. But that's a different case entirely. Let's talk about Shadowlands. <laughs> Uh, it's, a bit, it's a big Warcraft thing. Obviously, Frasley and I had this conversation uh, post-BlizzCon. But I'd like to get your thoughts and everything else. Uh, what are you looking forward to from Shadowlands based on the limited stuff that we've seen so far? Um, there's a combination of things. Obviously, we haven't seen a whole lot. And there's a lot of things that are still open to change. Um, but we kind of touched on it earlier. But I am looking forward to the class developments that are coming down the line. As somebody who didn't play pre-Legion beforehand and started playing Classic when it was released, it's interesting to see the differences between the classes, similarities between them, and just kind of... I want to see how they go about bringing some of that class flavor back into your characters and allow you to... If you're a mage, then you're a mage. You're not necessarily like, I want to see if it's going to be true to the idea of you can mix and match spells to suit your play style. So that's one thing that I'm really looking forward to, even though I don't think they're going to go fully in that direction. It might be like a few spells here and there, but yeah. I think for the most part, it's still going to be if you're a fire mage and you're a fire mage and you might have access to a frost bolt to slow an enemy or something like that. I, I mean, Mage is a good example that they used at BlizzCon a lot. So, I, I think, I think we will be going back to like a very, I want to say a Cataclysm slash Mist level of class development, where we'll have something for every spec, something that something that's a mainstay of every spec that's available to the class as a whole. So, a priest would probably get, uh, well, they had Power Word Shield, Shadow Word Pain. Smite, which is pretty much the core staples of, well, with the exception of Holy, but they'll get Flash Heal anyway as a priest. But yeah, those mm -hmm. are, those will probably be like the stuff there. Paladins will probably have Judgment again over all three specs. Um, have, I don't know. I don't know what they'd have from Prop Paladins from today's kit. It's it's weird. But Mages, yeah, Frost <laughs> Frostbolt, Fire Blast, and. I don't know. Arcane something. Arcane missiles, wouldn't it? Yeah. And then they'll just diversify the class as and when they need to. But, you know, uh, with, with Arcane being as strong as it is within the lore of Warcraft, you would think that there'd be more Arcane available to a mage in general. For, because as yeah. far as I know, like, Arcane within the lore of World of Warcraft is, like, the almighty, like, magic in terms of, like, a mage. But in the game, it's been underrepresented for... Uh, quite a while i feel yeah you're not wrong um whenever it comes to any sort of lore discussion they are generally mage which uses arcane spells it's only really since jane comes along that it's really been a big frost mage essentially mm -hmm. um and even then i think even if you look to go back to warcraft 3 because uh, antonidas was the big mage that you could use as a hero and other things and he just had a water elemental and then it was just like stuff that was it so, well, I think like if you read books, they always talk about like the arcane magic that's all around, and I, I think it's arcane they, magic that allows Dalaran to fly or something like that. Yeah, I think if they started talking about mages in the way that they do in Warcraft, in World of Warcraft, where they're this the the mage 
Frostnovered and blinked away. Cast invisibility to hide and reset all his cooldowns. That's right. The mage needs to be OP um, to make casting more interesting. <laughs> it would be... It would be a very different world if the law started talking about spells in the in the big way that they affect the actual core gameplay. But I get what you're <laughs> saying. It will be interesting to see how they work. I, the biggest thing I'm looking forward to in Shadowlands is the leveling changes. That's that's one of my top ones as well. As someone who has a large variety of expansions that they like to go back and see. It'll be interesting. I'm, as I said with Frasley when they first talked about this, it will be interesting to see if they actually balance out the the treasure hunting from Warlords with mm -hmm. the normal level grind of everything else. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Pathfinder and the way flying works now. Will, you know, will will mounts change to like slow mounts at ten, uh, fast mm. ground mounts at twenty, flying mounts at forty fast flying at 50 i'm more interested in the story portion of how they're going to approach that so i'm wondering if there will actually be so if you level right now you're hard pressed unless you deliberately stay in an area to still keep it relevant per se like yes they made the changes that you like the mobs will scale with you but what's to stop you from moving on to expansion so when i was leveling i didn't see all of uh what is it like wrath of the lich king yeah because you out level it and then i'm like oh just move me up to the next one so i can just get to where i need to go so i'm interesting mainly i would really like to see and this might piss some people off but i want to see the story from its start to finish for um warlords because if we look at it from an outside perspective, Warlords it gets a lot of crap, but it's all post-game stuff and drought-related instances and things like that. Um, but the leveling experience is not exactly all that bad. The story, while it may not be your cup of tea with the whole time-traveling thing, um, it's actually, like, if you play from start to finish, it's really cool because you get to see, like, more cutscenes and there's more characters and there's a lot going on. But I've never gotten to experience it from where you start in the zone to where you are supposed to finish with post-game related things. It's usually yeah. I do one or two zones and I'm already at Legion. Yeah, yeah you're not wrong. Uh, Warlords did have good storytelling in some zones, uh, not as Horde. Horde. Horde actually had it pretty bad for mm. Warlords leveling. Um, like in terms of just the stories across the zones. Alliance had it really good. Um, uh... I, I do get what you're saying. It would be nice to actually go back and visit an entire expansion because you are kind of pressed while you're leveling currently. And it has, it's been like this since the level's been like about 18, 90. You're just pressed to get to max level. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's very good for people who are new to the game. Um, it's very good for people who've joined late in the game. Um for people like me i get to cherry pick the expansion that i like or expansion i want to mm -hmm. see and just remember um maybe mists at least once because it'd be, it'd be fun to actually do the some of the zones in mists again because being able to level over the entirety of an expansion's 
questing line makes it feel like it is like leveling now even though you can still blitz through without having to go to like clear all three zones with the invasions and everything else and the way that that works and it's the same it's the same with legion mm -hmm. i think i saw the fastest way to actually level in legion right now if you wanted to do it in one sitting is to enable war mode and then just go sit in the dalaran sewers and oh it, yeah so you turn on war mode go to the dalaran sewers and because you've got all the treasure chests and everything down there you can get from mm -hmm. 110 to 120 in about two to four hours hey or you can do korax revenge because that's the same idea right there exactly so pvp is finally getting that spotlight that's it, it maybe not in the way they wanted it <laughs> <laughs> um it's interesting it's it's nice to see that people are still finding like best ways to level and I, I, will will they change that for how the game is changing that that's the big question like will all of these little tricks and everything else be changed hmm. i'm really excited for leveling through the new i'm always excited to level through the new content on my first character i'm like, i'm there with you that that's um that's always a highlight for me as well i do have like, to i remember I, I do have to bum rush it on one character first and then enjoy the rest of it in my own free time so i went through uh when bfa first came out drustvar was my first zone yeah and it i remember like i love that type of aesthetic and just that type of theming and i was like this is like really cool like i like all this stuff and it was a great experience the only problem that i had was i think i think you could literally level two zones and be pretty much at max level if not like right about there even at the start of bfa so it really depends if you went through all of the side questing and everything else um, which i do i try to do yeah. everything that i see on the map stormsong valley is really bad for it because the main story of stormsong valley is half a zone and then the other half is like all the help everybody in need unite Cortiris. Drust father story takes you over the whole zone and uh tears guard sound isn't even the full zone even Mm -hmm. and Boralus is so big it feels like there was a lot more there was meant to be a lot more to do in Boralus because it's so big like it's if you even even if you look at the two cities in Zaldazar because it's such a tower there's mm -hmm. stuff to do that's easy to it's not easy to get around it's a pain in the ass to get around but you're pretty much localized to a couple of areas and then go elsewhere if you want to use the scrapper Boralus, it's like everything's condensed into that tiny area. Mm -hmm. But then if you leave that area, you've got such a wide variety of things to do in Boralus. But you've got no real need to go there. Yeah, there's all. no incentive to be down there. No, it's just a couple of like small patch quests that they've introduced and some hidden bits and pieces to do. And it's it's kind of depressing to have such a large sea. Like even, even if you go to Shatrath, like... It was, you had your nice big main area up the top, which people could shield in. You had the outdoor and you had your scryer, which were your main reputation camps that you go to. And then all the crafting was on lower cities. So nearly every place was full. You had your mm -hmm. login, you had your congealing, and then you had all your crafters. If you go to Raft Dalaran, everything's in a circle. Everything's busy. Same as Legion Dalaran, everything's in a circle. Everything's busy. And then, you know, most other times you've just been in your main city. 
it's it's interesting. I mean, at least it's still it's still better than Silver Moon. Well, I mean, until Silver Moon <laughs> gets its eventual revamp in the in the land of Nah. <laughs> Every time I'm leveling, if I go in that area, I'm just it's, like, what is horrible. going on here? Like, what happened here? <laughs> I, I I like going up there every now and again, but I'm like, I want to fly. I want to go around and enjoy Silver Moon. I don't want to mm -hmm. have to take a It's pretty ridiculous that you can't fly there, like, right now. It, yeah. It's pretty insane. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's one of the big problems for them not updating it. Like, well, any TBC cities when they did the rest of the map. But yeah. So, what zone are you looking forward to for the new expansion or for Shadowlands? Yeah. Um, I'm probably gonna say it because it was also my favorite zone in Legion. I really like Valshara, and I'm really mm. interested in going to like the grassy stuff, mostly because. Uh, so like all the year, all the year, or uh, blah, blah, blah. yeah, it's, it's something like that, right? It yeah. has like the, uh, what's his face, like the Gahoon looking creature and all yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. But, okay. Tyrande is going to be there. There's meant to be a lot of Titan-based and Old God stuff there because it's mm -hmm. meant to be... It's the Shadowlands version of Val of the Emerald Dream of Valshara mm -hmm. and everything else. So I kind of like that stuff. I want to see more progression for Tyrande's uh, storyline and see where they want to take her. Please, please do not ruin her character even more. Please, please, please. <laughs> um, I'm interested. We'll see what happens. Um... I'm mostly interested in the vampire stuff because yeah. only because I know Kalefast is going to be there. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's it. I I need I need my boy Kale to have his proper redemption arc. I, in fact, no, fuck it. I don't even want Kale to get redeemed. I want him to be the perennial bad boy. <laughs> Kalefast is always. <laughs> it's funny that you say bad boy. He just reminds me of like a boy band character yeah. except except he's like if you think about it like him as a as a villain is probably one of the most relatable villains that like warcraft well, has had it, isn't it i mean between uh, between warcraft 3 tbc and even in was it arthas i think a lot of it was in arthas where he had this romantic interest in jaina as well mm-hmm yeah, in the book. Yeah, in the book. Yeah. Um, between those three things, like, you can understand. A it's really dumb because you you really sympathize with him. Mm-hmm. That, that's the annoying thing. You sympathize with his plight and everything else. It highlighted that racism in the Alliance was a big thing before, you know, the Night Elf. Before, when the Alliance was just literally gnomes, dwarves, and humans and not... Mm -hmm. Uh, elves and Worgen and everything else. It shows that, I mean, I, it would be interesting to see, I mean, it probably wouldn't work in today's society, like in terms of a law book, but racism to come back as a thing where you have a subset of humans that rejoin the alliance that join them because humans are still such a big part but can't mm -hmm. deal with the L they want a purist alliance essentially i think that's yeah. probably going to be the best way to play an undermining of the alliance rather than angsty elf bullshit uh, yeah but yeah no you can you can really you can see the plight of kaothas you can understand it you know because in 
the Arthur's book, Arthur's was a, a dick because he knew Kael'thas was interested in Jaina, but Jaina was interested in Arthur's. Jaina knew... Uh, Kael'thas got scored by Jaina, and then Kael'thas has done this whole thing of trying to redeem his people after Arthur's toasted the fucking Sunwell. Mm-hmm. And then he's just turned to get power however it was needed, but then in TBC, they've changed... They changed the whole thing of how they got that power to we they used a naru for holy power to then using the drained energy of neverstorm for ho- for energy for the elves to demons and now they've got the somewhere back but like that whole step between tbc where he went for it to get energy for his own people but started working with um kill Jaden. Mm-hmm. And that was I can't, what book was that revealed in? It was the Illidan book, wasn't it? Where it was revealed that Kill Jaden. That one I don't know. I never read the Illidan book, so it's good because it essentially goes over Illidan's story, like mm-hmm. from beginning to end. And it uh, obviously it was brought out pre Legion as a big explanation, but you find out in that book that that one of the last times that Kill Jaden talked to Illidan and the crew before he sent them off, before he sent Illidan off to Ice Crown, I believe is that mm-hmm. Kill Jaden spoke to Kael'thas and it was at that moment that he started taking him towards the side of the Burning Legion. And it's like, okay, we can see that between the begin, like after we beat him in Tempest Keep towards when we go to the Fury of the Sunwell patch, but it doesn't really make a lot of sense. It was almost like, at least for me in terms of story, it felt like they just wanted to make him villain villain. And I think like Blizzard does that sometimes where like they try to they try to push something a certain way and they lose like I think he's a better villain as the relatable character rather than the oh now he's just a power hungry character. I, I think I think it's uh it's the problem with Burning Crusade in general is that they tried to use all of their Warcraft 3 stuff too early. And I think that's part of the problem of why we had Vash and Kael'thas and Illidan mm-hmm. and they were dumb. And I think they learned that because I think, I think again, this is something I mentioned to Frasley. If you actually look at the main players of Warcraft now, literally the only things left in there from Warcraft 3 are Sylvanas, Tyrande, and Malfurion. And Pandas. Technically, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Rexar's still about, but Rexar's never really been a major player. Like, yeah, he hasn't really been relevant. No, um, I mean, Stormstout's not really been relevant since Mists, you know. And they mm-hmm. made a big. He's made an appearance every now and again. Um, I mean, you've obviously got. Um, Oh my god, Maev as well, but she's been essentially relegated now that Legion's over, and even then, yeah, even then between between Warcraft three Legion and uh, what was the book where they went into the f- night the nightmare? No, it wasn't even that book. It was uh, the bloody one where they redeemed Varian at Darnassus and got him to be to uh, embrace the wolf side I can't remember but it was that one between that 
They they ruined my Ev and then brought her back in World of Warcraft in Legion and changed her character again. And it was so bizarre. Because she was essentially Wolfheart, thank you very much to three extra lives in the chat. Um because they, they changed they changed Maiev's character from uh, Warcraft 3 War of the Ancients to Wolfheart to Legion like her character just took such a dramatic change mm -hmm. because she became a she became an elf purist and didn't want the rejoining of the uh Shendrala elves to the arcane mages to jo mm -hmm. rejoin the elves and so she's turned around and went to essentially kill them her brother rejoined the night elves uh Maiev left with a, a uh, some of the watchers so you understood why she retreated to the broken isles and the isle of the watchers and the everything else but she suddenly is working with the night elves and she got uh an apology from tarande and like welcome back and i'm just like sometimes all you need is an i'm sorry all right <laughs> but it, it it made no sense like <laughs> I, I get I get Blizzard want to do I get Blizzard want to have external law because books, mm -hmm. media, they're all profitable. But if you're gonna turn around and just make it so it's non existent and retcon it in the in the space of the game, then mm -hmm. you can't change a major law character like that. And my problem is, knowing full well, as we've said, that not many characters from Warcraft 3 exist in-game in a main capacity anymore, we are going to see a lot of characters in the the afterlife of Warcraft. Are we going to mm -hmm. see two Gul'dans? Are we going to see original Azeroth Gul'dan and alternate universe Gul'dan? Are they both going to exist on this plane? They're scheming with each other. Exactly. <laughs> are we actually going to see Arthas in the Maw? You know, we're going to see Kael'thas and the vampire stuff. We're going to see so like, that... a, sh a shade of Scenarius that's still in the Shadowlands. There's lots of lore characters that are going to make an appearance here. Like, and there's he... a lot of questions. Like, I like that you brought up, are we going to see, like, the Arthas? And because we remember, like, even when Sylvanas was getting ready to die, where all she saw was darkness and all this other stuff. So it's like, was that the Maw or what exactly? Was that Shadowlands or was that something entirely different or... Are we going to even see that portion? That's it, isn't it? I mean, with... I think a lot of... Like, I know Blizzard works expansions in advance. We all know this. Mm -hmm. But that's really only been a thing since... Mists. Even though it might go all the way back to Wrath. And turn around and then say... Because that's how they built Garrosh. Did they know at the beginning of mm -hmm. Wrath and at the end of... Um, Burning Crusade when they first introduced Garrosh that they put Garrosh on this line to be essentially a xenophobe racist and yeah. to create... Did they know that at the beginning of TBC when they made this character? Probably not. Did they start to put him on that line in Cataclysm? I'd say probably because that was his major character change with his model. I'd say that's probably more likely the case. Did they have the idea of the, the Shadowlands and essentially Ice Crown being the link? Probably not. <laughs> You know, like, I get that the architecture looks similar, but all of Ice Crown's made from the blood of Yogg-Saron anyway, so <laughs> I'm like, you know, there, there's a lot, there's a lot there. To there's a lot to unpack. Yeah. yeah. 
and this is not related but i do have to apologize because i do have to take a quick 30 second bathroom break <laughs> it's fine i i think we're pretty much at the end of the thing anyway so before you escape let's just do the socials and call it a day all right <laughs> where could they find you around the internet if they do not follow you already michael um, if you don't follow me, you can find me on Twitter. I'm Acid Tears with a Z at the end, one one one. So that's A C I D T E A R Z, and then the numbers one one one. And that's pretty much where you can find me. Anywhere you can find me on Instagram that way as well. Um, I don't really do too much else. And if you're on the Dragon Power uh, Studios Discord, you can come and yes. chat to Michael there and. Talk Warcraft 3 Reforged. You can find me on all That's the right. usual socials uh, at Titans Creed. If you're watching the video, our Twitters are above our faces. They've been there all the video. Uh, you can catch the streams like this live and join me and play some video games on twitch.tv slash Project Phoenix Productions. You can join me on YouTube where you'll find the VOD of this on youtube.com slash Project Phoenix Productions and you'll find the audio in all the good podcasting places. Mr. Michael Astigo, thank you very much for joining me. That hour has just flown by. Um, That's right. It always does until yeah thank you very much for joining us ladies and gentlemen until the next time we'll see you later peace out bye everybody